Good morning. Good morning. You know, she said happy 4th of July. We thank God for being independent, our independence, that we can worship like we want to. But then she sang that song about being free. He set me free. You know, we live in a free country, but when we get salvation, we're really set free. And when she started singing that song, I got excited. I mean, I just get excited. I get excited over serving the Lord and living for Him and how good He is to us. And you know, then she sang that song about everybody will be happy. I don't know how many of y'all know, but that song was the first song that little Mia ever sang. And all she sang was a chorus. She was sitting back there reading the words. Makes my heart swell to see our children in church learning about God and God's Word. And sometimes it's the Mima and the Papa that brings them, but you never know when they might bring the parents in. So I'm so thankful this morning. He's so good to all of us. If you're saved, you should be excited about your salvation. I say that all the time, but I mean, we should be. Being happy over there is going to be wonderful. But if God saved your soul from a burning hell, you ought to be happy here. I mean, don't wait till you get over there. Be happy here. Be happy. Even when you're going through times of trouble and heartache and stuff, you can still be happy within yourself knowing that someday, someday, we're not going to have to deal with all of it. Someday, there'll be no more crying, no more death, no more sorrow. So we need to be happy here, too. We need to be excited. I just, I don't know. I'll get, as they say, I'll get off my soapbox, but I just love him so much. Before we get started, Brother Leo, will you pray over the lesson, please? Psalms 91, and I'll start in verse 1. 
Psalms 91, and when you get there, if you can, stand for the reading of the word. And I say if you can, because I know there have been times when I couldn't, or I couldn't stay standing for very long. So, Psalms 91, verse 1 through 3. Says he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, or the hunter, or Satan, whoever you want to call it, the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. You can be seated. And when I read that word pestilence, the first thing that came to my mind was the world, the noise of the world. And if you look that word up, it just says dangerous to life, deadly, troublesome, or morally harmful. So if we're saved and we stay close to God, He's going to protect us from the things of the world. He's going to protect us from anything that Satan will throw at us. Now, and if you wonder, you know, we talk about angels, guardian angels. Me and I had a little discussion about angels the other day. They really like a sponge. She just so full of questions. But we talk about guardian angels. So if you ever wonder if we have guardian angels encamped around us, turn back over to Psalm 34. Psalm 34. And you may as well mark Psalms because we're going to be in that a lot. We'll be in some other places, but Psalms will be. <laughs> Psalm 34, verse 7 and 8. says, The angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him and delivereth them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. The angel of the Lord. So God's got angels watching over us. It said, The angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him. Now, if you look up in camp, it just says to camp. But if you look up camp, it says a body of persons to camp or occupy a space. So God sends angels to occupy the space around us to keep us safe. He's got them there protecting us from Satan's little darts that he'll throw at us. But also, when we get in trouble and we call upon him, they're there to help us. And he is so good. You know, God said he'd never leave nor forsake us. So he isn't just with us in the good times. He's also with us in the bad times. We are never, never alone. He is always with us. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 20, and you might stick a little thing in your Bible there too, because we'll go back to that again. Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse 4. It says, For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. So first, he's got to be our God. We have to have accepted His Son, Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior. Then He is our God. You know, I see people that, it says we'll be known by our fruits. And they talk about God and praying and their life does not show any fruit of a Christian walk. 
he said he is our God. So for him to be our God, we have to accept his son and then live for him. You can't just say, oh, I believe in God and you're saved. It doesn't work that way. And so many people think that. If they believe in God, they're going to heaven. Well, Satan believed in God and he is not going to heaven. He got kicked out of heaven. So we can't just believe there's a God. We have to live for him and then he is our God. But it said he goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. So he doesn't just protect us. You know, here it says he's going to fight our battles. Of course, that's a whole other lesson in itself. Why should we worry about things when God's angels are watching over us? And when it gets too much, he's going to fight our enemies for us. It just says like We need to remember who we serve. And even better than that, we need to remember who our Heavenly Father is. If your child needed you, would you not step up and help? If your child was in danger, would you not do everything in your power to remove them from that situation? Well, we have a Heavenly Father that can do that. You know, we can only do so much for our children. We can only do so much for our grandchildren. And then we have to trust God for the rest of it. But God can do it all. See, He can do anything He wants. Turn over to Psalm 121. Psalm chapter 121. And the chapter's not but eight verses, and I'm going to read them all. Psalms 121, starting verse 1. It says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from the, this time forth and even for forevermore. Think about what we just read. First, we have to acknowledge where our help comes from. Because I'm going to tell you, sometimes I face things in my everyday life that if I wasn't a Christian, if I didn't rely on God, I probably would lose my Christianity sometimes and have to repent. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. But God will help you through anything. We have to acknowledge how often do we say without God I'm not anything I couldn't really do anything without God I survived before I got saved I lived but since I have been saved I have thrived my life is so much better my lifestyle is so much better so you know we have to acknowledge that our help comes from God and that without him, 
Without God's help, how many of us think that we would make it to heaven? We couldn't. We couldn't. Satan would come at you with everything that he had to make sure that you failed. But see, we have a merciful, loving God that when we repent, we're on our way. So we've got to admit that without him, we cannot make it to heaven. Without him, without his mercy and grace, we're not even saved. He gave his son so that we can be saved. Without his intervention, without his intervention, I don't know, yeah, I know where I'd be. I'd be headed for a burning hell. Because without him intervening in some of the situations that have happened in my life, I think my faith would have been so weak, I wouldn't have made it through. But he saved us from a sinful world. Now, verse 3 and 4 talks about he will not slumber. He knows where we're at, what we're doing all the time. Now, sometimes we think we may hide things from God. Sometimes we think nobody's going to know. And you're right. Nobody on this earth may know. But God knows everything. So don't ever think that what you're doing is going to slip by and him not know this. He knows what we're doing, and He knows the condition of our heart. He's always watching, always waiting for us just to call upon His name, and then He comes to the rescue. You know, these little ones talk about the superheroes. Well, Jesus is my superhero. He's the one that can overcome any obstacle, any trial, any heartache, any enemy that I might have. You know, uh, may not be the way I want, may not end up how I want, but he'll bring me through it. And then it will bring him the glory and not me. And isn't that what it's supposed to be about? As a Christian, our life is about bringing glory to God. Does it reflect that? I think that may have been part of the Sunday school lesson last week, you know. We're supposed to bring glory to God. And in verse 5 and 6, it said, The Lord's our keeper. He's our keeper. You know, a manager makes sure that you're supposed to be where you're at, when you're supposed to be, at the right time. And an accountant, well, they watch over your finances and they make sure that your taxes are paid. They make sure you get what breaks you can on your taxes. They watch to make sure nobody's stealing from you, that your inventory is correct, nobody's cheating you. Well, God is like that and so much more. He not only watches over every aspect of our life, where an accountant can tell you something's wrong, God can go and fix it for you. Now, he may not always fix it. You may have to go through it, but he'll be with you the whole time. Every step, I've loved that footprints, one set of footprints. How many times has God carried me because I did not have the strength to walk? Think about it. I know 
each and every one of us have had a time in our Christian walk when our heart was breaking. Whether it be the loss of a loved one, trouble in our life, trouble at the job, there has been times when our heart just breaks and we think we can't make it through. That's when God picks us up and carries us and brings us to the other side. Sometimes when we get to the other side, we think, oh boy, I did that pretty good. No, we didn't. God did it. He brought us through or we would have been broken. There have been times in my Christian walk when all I could do was cry because I wasn't really sure what to pray for. I just knew my heart was breaking over the situation. Those are the times that God carried me. Uh, verse 8 says, God will well, verse 6 through 8 talks about God will preserve us in all that we do. I'm going to read 6 and 8 again. Says, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. That soul is what we need to really protect. You know, when we make it to heaven, this old body's not going. But it said that God will preserve us in all that we do. But it said, from this time forth, when we get saved or we're born again, either way, however you want to say it, we become God's children. So from that time forth, we have His protection. Well, but also, we have his blessings. I'm so thankful for both. You know? We already have his love. He loves everybody. Not just the Christian. And sometimes when we serve the Lord for a long time, we get a holier than them attitude that, oh, God just loves the Christian. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. He loves a sinner just as much as he loves a Christian. And I hate to tell you this, but you wasn't born a Christian. You are born into a sinful world. So at one point you were a Christian and God still loved you. My life was not the best in the world and God still loved me. He loved me enough to keep his hand on me. So I'm going to tell you, if God didn't intervene, I probably would not be here. I know I would not be here. There is no probably. I know I would not be here. God loves us even when we're out in sin. God wants us to repent from that sin and give our life to Him. Now, that's our choice. But it said from this time forth and forevermore. He doesn't just protect us at salvation and quit. He's with us our entire Christian walk. Until we take that last breath and cross over to be with him for eternity, of course, then he's with us in too, isn't he? But then we're face to face with him. He's with us our entire walk. And I'm so thankful that I don't have to make this walk long. You know, I appreciate all the help that I get and people in the church and people out of the church, you know. Just because people are sinners don't mean they don't have a good heart and won't help you. They're just not on their way to heaven. I appreciate all that help. 
but it's the help that I get from above that's the most important to me. The mercy of God. Do we really realize that God is present in our lives? And we say, oh, he's with me all the time, but do you stop and think about those words? You know, I'm big on saying lip service. We give God lip service a lot. Oh, I love the Lord. I want to be close to Him. God protects me all the time. But we just say it and don't stop and think about what we're saying. I used to tell Larry, turn the music down, turn the music down. And I told him, I said, if you can't hear the words to a song, you don't have a song. We need to listen to the words. They're what speak to our heart. Now, if we mess up, he's not going to get mad and not talk to us. He's not going to get mad and disown us. How many times have we been mad at our spouse and thought, I'm just not talking to them? I would get so tickled at my brother-in-law and sister. They got mad at each other. He said, I'll just show her I'm not talking to her for three days. My sister said that was the most peaceful three days she'd ever had. <laughs> so, you know, who did he hurt? But we're like that. And sometimes, and, and this even in, in, in a lesson, sometimes we're like that with God. We pray for something, and we don't get it. So we're mad at God. He didn't give me what I wanted. We're like little kids. When I say we're his children, sometimes we act like it. So we get mad, we just don't talk to him. And yet he's still waiting and with us the whole time loving us. We mess up, repent. And Brother Leon talks about he repents every day, even for things he may not know he's done. And when he said that, that just stuck with me and stuck with me. I thought, you know, I might have a bad thought or I could be short with somebody or I could accidentally hurt somebody's feelings and not know it. I need to repent every day even for the things I don't know about because I want to make heaven my home more than anything else in the world. So if I have to repent for something that I don't know about, I'll repent for something I don't know about. I'm good with that. Turn over to Deuteronomy 20, uh, chapter 31. Now this is Moses talking to the Israelites. And they're getting ready to go over into the promised land. And he's told them he's not going to get to go. But Joshua is going to take them over into the promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6. And this is what Moses says to the people. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, he is at, he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now, like I said, Moses is telling them that he's not going. Joshua's going to take them. But he's telling them that God is going to be with them. And that he's going to go and destroy all the nations so that they can possess the land that he's promised to them. Did you know, have you ever made a promise and not got to keep it for whatever reason? Well, when God makes a promise, you can bet that promise is going to be kept true. 
See, sometimes we make promises and things happen. You have every intention of keeping that promise. That's why I don't make promises, hardly, hardly ever. Because you never know what may come up that you can't keep that promise and you've broken it. Now, I usually say I'll do the best I can. I'll try my best. I'll try my hardest. But when God makes a promise, that promise will never, never, never be broken. And Moses is telling them that God will go before them. And he'll fight their battles. Well, how many believe that the Word of God is for us today? So if he said it back then, then it's for us today. It's the same for us today. When God tells us to do something or go somewhere, he goes before us. And he knocks down the barriers or he'll open a door that we're closed so that we can accomplish his will. How many times have we wanted to do something for God or felt like God wanted us to do something for Him and we're thinking there is no way, no way, no way, no way. And the next thing you know, there's an opportunity that has opened up that you can. Well, I don't believe in coincidence. It wasn't coincidence that that happened. God opened that door. If He asked you to do something, He is going to make a way. All you have to do is believe in Him and trust Him and sometimes take that first step so that He can go ahead and accomplish what He's wanting. God will never fail. I might, no, I have. I have failed God in my Christian walk more than once. I've had to repent for it. But God will never fail. And He'll never forsake us it just said so. He will never forsake us. Now, he may get angry with me. He may chastise me. He may have to discipline me. Sometimes I say he has to thump me on the head pretty hard to get my attention. But he'll never give up on me. So even when I was living in sin, God didn't give up on me. He was still there waiting, wanting me to repent and come to Him. He'll never give up on you. One of my, well, one of my best friends, and y'all hear me say this all the time, as long as there is breath, there is hope. Never give up praying for somebody. Never. You never know when that next prayer may be answered. You never know when that next prayer may protect them. Never give up on anybody. Turn over to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. Starting verse 17. It says, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as thee of a contrite spirit. Many are their afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivered him out of them all. Think about that. When we say protection, a lot of times we think physical protection, and he does. I believe that with all my heart. I mean, how many people have had me had a car wreck? That cop said, I knew when I walked up on that car, her head was going to be in the back seat. 
instead of a telephone pole coming through this way, it came through this way. And it did a lot of damage. And I told them in the emergency room, my brother, of course, all the kids were there, and my sister and brother-in-law, and my brother said, girl, I said, hey, God was with me. God was with me. And he come back the next day, and he said, God told me he's going to quit riding with you because you're going to get you both killed. God is with us. When we go through something that should have been worse than it was, do you think it was coincidence? And and I had been praying that God would make me more bold about witnessing for him. I had to get more bold. They came to me. You sure were lucky. You're lucky you didn't get killed. Opens the door. God opens the door. No, I'm not lucky. God was with me. God was with me. God protected me. We just need to give credit where credit's due. You know? But sometimes it's not physical. Sometimes we need protection for our heart. Our mind. Maybe our reputation. You know? People will lie to us and on us. People will tell us one thing and mean another. They'll use, as a Christian, our trusting and loving and humble nature to their advantage. But God watches out for us in that part of our life, too. He watches out in every part. He gives us that gut feeling that something's just not right or that conviction to get away from a situation or someone, God's there with us through everything. I guess what, in today's language, He's got our back? What the kids say, I got your back. Well, God's got our back front and side too. Turn over to Psalm 138. Psalm 138 and verse 7. It says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thy hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Doesn't say we won't have trouble, but it does say that he'll be with us and make us help us through it, make us stronger, and he's going to fight our battles. It said, stretch forth his hand against our enemies. And he'll let us come through it, you know. Some of our friends leave when trouble comes. Seems like the first time, a hard time, you look around and you might have two or three left, maybe. You might have one. Sometimes you have none. Well, God's with us all the time. And he's going to fight that battle with us and he's going to fight that battle for us. And he's going to give us the strength to make it through. Turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 18. It says, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord will bring us through anything that we face. But we have to trust Him. We have to believe 
that he's going to see us through it. Let me tell you, there have been a few times when things have been bad that I've thought, Lord, where are you in all of this? I know you say you'll help me. I know you say you'll be there, but I don't see you. Well, you know, when you see a play, you see the actors on stage. But you don't see the prop person or the lighting person or the sound person. They're backstage working. Well, sometimes God's backstage working and you don't see him, but that don't mean he's not there. He's always there. The Lord will bring us through anything we have to face if we'll just trust him. All the way to eternity. Preserve me. It says, preserve me into his heavenly kingdom. You look at that word up, it says maintain to keep safe from injury, harm, or destruction. So it said, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom. So he will maintain, he will protect, he will keep us from injury and harm until we take that last breath. He's going to keep us safe. And then we'll be with him. Then there won't be any of this stuff that's down here that we have to go through on this earth. Now I'm going to leave you with this last scripture. Turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Romans 8 and 31, and we hear this quoted all the time. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Think about that scripture. Think about it for just a minute. I'm going to read it again, just the last half. If God be for us, who can be against us? If we've got God on our side, He's the ruler. He owns it all. He's the Almighty. And He says He'll be with us always. And He'll protect us. We've read the scripture where it says He'll protect us. Then how can we not win? How can we not win if God is fighting our battles? Well, for that matter, the battle of salvation, it's already been won. And if you're saved, no matter what comes up against you, we know the end of the story. We're all winners. If you are saved and you're living for God and you take your last breath, you're a winner. Because you have made it to heaven. And if you're a Christian, is that not what we're striving for? It's what I'm headed for. I know that I know that I know that I know. I'm on my way to heaven. And I can, it gets me excited. Think about it. When I get there, this little back's not going to hurt anymore. My knees aren't going to pop every time I get up. That's why I don't go to the altar to pray and get on my knees. Usually I have to have somebody help me back up. When I get to heaven, I'm not going to have any of that. When I get to heaven, I'm not going to have to worry about what bills will be paid and what bills won't. When I get to heaven, I'm not going to have to worry about my children not being saved. Because I'm standing on the word for that. If you love me and keep my commandments, I will give you the desires of your heart. The desire of my heart. 
is that my children and my grandchildren, my family be saved. And I'm standing on it, and I'm claiming it. I used to worry all the time, because Christy's the only one of our daughters that go to church. I worry, 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 worry. And finally God said, give them to me. Give them to me. Let me take care of it. You stand on the word and let me take care of it. And since then, I'm standing on the word and God can take care of it. You know? So, if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, Satan's going to come against you. He's going to try to tear you down. But if God is fighting your battle, he's a whole lot stronger than Satan. We've got him on our side. How can we not win? You know, like I said, the battle of salvation, that's already been won. And when Satan comes against you, do what I do. I feel like I'm a child of the king. I got a heavenly father. And God is my provider and he is my protector. And he is more powerful than anything Satan can throw at him. And usually, most of the time, I'm somewhere where I'm by myself that I say it out loud. I'm a child of peace. I have a heavenly father. He loves me. He protects me. Satan, you cannot harm me because I'm under his protective wing. So I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. So you just go away and leave me alone. And then I start singing gospel songs. Because when you praise God, Satan doesn't want to stay. Because he's lost that battle. He's come against you. But through Jesus Christ, he's lost that battle. And when you start singing praises unto him, he doesn't want to hear it. So rebuke him. And if the Bible tells us, rebuke him and he'll have to flee. Call on those guardian angels that God will send to protect you. And you know, I really hadn't thought about it until I started doing this lesson. But I'm going to start praying that God will keep his angels encamped around me. I mean, I believe in guardian angels. I believe that. But I haven't ever really thought about them being encamped around me. And I'm going to start praying, keep those angels encamped around me so that when I'm fighting a battle, i got some backup. I've got some help. So remember that you are protected by your Heavenly Father. It's not just words. The Bible is not just words. And He's got all sorts of promises and stuff in there. We just have to claim them. I think that's where, as Christians, that's one of our shortcomings. We say things a lot. But do we actually stand on them and claim them? There are gods and gods and gods of promises in here that God has promised to us. And if He's promised it, He's going to keep that promise. But we have to believe it, we have to trust Him, and we have to claim it. If you had the winning lottery ticket in your pocket and you never turned it in, it's not going to do you much good. You've got to claim that prize. Well, I'm claiming the promises of God. I'm standing on the Word. He is, he is so 
wonderful. Like I said, I can't help but get excited. I love him so much. He's so good. But do we acknowledge that? You know, do we stand on his promises? There's a song, I think, standing on the promises of God. Do we? Goes back to we sing these songs every Sunday. Every time we're in church, we sing songs. Do we listen to the words and the meaning behind them? Standing on the promises of God. I want every promise that God has given me. I want every blessing that I can get from God. And if you don't want yours, I'll be real honest. I'll take your blessing too. It won't bother me whatsoever. If you want to come through that door back there thinking, man, another day i got to go to church. I could be doing this, this, and this. Well, I'll take your excitement. I'll take the message that was supposed to go to you. I'll take the blessing that you should have got sitting on a pew listening to the preacher. I'll take it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'll take all I can get. If you don't want it, give it to me. Stand on the promises of God. Claim them. If you don't want them, I'll take them. I'll claim every promise that I can get. And you know what? He's faithful to his word. He'll always be there. He'll always protect you. So, listen. Listen to what we say And it might have a different meaning when it comes out of your mouth or through your mind. Instead of just doing lip service. Larry, that's all I got before I really get going on.